Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, right now, uh, the House is debating, debating the rules of the impeachment vote. That's the way it works. You set up the rules, uh, two-hour debate, a vote, then the actual uh, debate of two hours about the impeachment itself then the vote is taken whether or not to impeach the president, and that will happen this afternoon. Now, there is a, a real interesting spin on this one. The previous impeachments were really simple. Uh, the Bill Clinton, uh, Monica Lewinsky, yes, no, uh, sex, did he lie? Yes. Uh, the, uh, the impeachment of uh, the, this president, and this is going to be the second go-round, and never happened before in history, the impeachment of this president the first time around was that Ukraine phone call uh, where the president accused of pressuring uh, another head of state to investigate Joe Biden uh, and get dirt on him. And then there was issue. Did he do it? Did he not? What did he say? Did, did he not? just uh, there was a lot of discussion uh, about the fact of where he did it this time around. Uh, no one is arguing that he called on that crowd to uh, not necessarily storm the Capitol. Oh, actually, yes, storm around the Capitol uh, to force Congress to somehow decertify the vote, uh, the Electoral College. I mean, delusional. And uh, his uh, that for some reason, his advisors, including Giuliani uh, and a couple of other lawyers, said, yes, it is perfectly legal for uh, Mike Pence to not accept the vote and say we have to do it again. I mean, just crazy. Uh, I mean, delusional upon delusion. Uh, so uh, what is going on right now? And I think it's important to note uh, the the division of the Democrats and the Republicans. Uh the Republicans have never said or ha- certainly are not saying now that the president didn't foment that crowd and asked for the march uh, and go to the Capitol. There's no no one's arguing that he didn't call for the demonstration. Uh, he tweeted, come on down from all over the country. Uh, no one is, uh, in fact, arguing. We're talking about the Republican side. No one is arguing at this point that the uh, vote was fraudulent, uh, at least not in Congress. That's They've given that one up. Uh, now the issue is, uh, as far as the impeachment is concerned, uh, don't impeach because it will divide the country. It is a time for healing. And you go, wait a minute. Why didn't you call for healing when all that crap was happening? Don't you think arguing that the vote, uh, that the vote was fraudulent uh, was also an issue of divisiveness? Uh, no, no, only now when he's being impeached. I mean, you talk crazy uh, that uh, the hypocrisy among these Republicans is stunning. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who was a huge advocate of the theory of the fraudulent vote. I mean, he went on 
uh, platform after platform and news outlet after news uh, news outlet arguing, yes, it was a fraudulent vote. Yes, when the investigation comes out. Yes, the Democrats rigged this. And now uh, that argument is gone and it's we can't impeach because it'll divide the country. And you watch how many Republican House members are going to vote against impeachment. I think they have all of six Republicans that are going to go the other way. And they're at huge risk. These are people who are putting their political careers uh, literally on the line because of the pro- of uh, the influence that the president has on the base. And the base is enough to get these people unelected to be uh, to be t- uh to be thrown out at the primary stage, to be primaried out. Uh, so Liz Cheney, number three Republican, staunch uh, conservative, is saying now it's an issue of conscience. Conscience, can you really uh, not get rid of this guy? Uh, and uh, so there are a couple reasons to impeach because we're only one week away. Uh, one to establish a legacy. Two to uh, move towards uh, the Senate vote. Uh, to convict whenever that is to make sure that Donald Trump is not going to be uh, the next president of the United States after Joe Biden and run in 2024 because he's destroying the Republican Party. Even Mitch McConnell is hoping that there will be a Senate conviction and it will purge. And that was the word is used, quote, purge uh, the Republican Party of Donald Trump and hopefully he goes away. But if it's there. Uh, that he can run again, uh, that's the sword of Damocles uh, that's over the Republican Party. And it's uh, it's a tough place to be. Donald Trump is not doing the Republican Party any favors whatsoever. Now, uh, Mike Pence, uh, you talk about a guy who really got screwed. Vice President who was uh, a clearly a sycophant of the president. I mean, every time he opened his mouth, it was our great leader. I mean, North Korea followers couldn't do a better job. Uh, Mike uh, Pence was so uh, at least publicly enamored of the president, so sycophantic. He's fabulous. He's great under the leadership. Everything good that happened was under the, the great leadership of our great president. All right. So now his job uh, in the Senate or on uh, the floor of uh, the House uh, was to certify the votes of uh, the electors. That's constitutionally what he has to do. And uh, he decided he's going to do that. Uh, the president pressured him like crazy, uh, didn't stop from the time the Electoral College, uh, the vote was um, was taken. I'm talking about the original uh, vote, and then the Electoral College uh, met to certify the votes of the states, and then you have uh, the final tally, and the final tally is done by the vice president uh, to confirm all of that. And uh, Trump kept on insisting for some reason that Mike Pence could stop it simply by saying uh, we don't or I don't uh, accept the uh, vote count of the Electoral College, uh, which is ridiculous. I mean, he can't do that. And so the president kept on pushing and pushing and pushing. And remember, he called uh, the secretary of state of uh, Georgia and said, find me 11,000 more votes and then I win Georgia. I mean, just crazy stuff. Well, 
Uh, here comes uh, the insurrection. Mike Pence is in the house. Uh, he's uh, he's on the floor, and the insurrection starts. And those people inside that chamber were frightened for their lives. I mean, they heard gunfire. Uh, the Secret Service and the Capitol Police saying, "Get the hell out of here!" I mean, this was a full uh, a full blown rebellion. And we're now finding uh, that there were there was chatter saying, let's take some of those members of Congress and uh, let's hold them as hostage. And even some people were saying, let's kill them. And Mike Pence was one of the biggest targets because he was a traitor because he said he would not do the president's bidding. And so he his family is there. And they're all squirreled away, and he knows that the president fomented it. His life was in danger. He didn't even get a call from the president to see how he was doing. What the president was doing was sitting out there and tweeting, uh, I love you, I want peace, but I love you people. And while all this was going on, you talk about a betrayal. Uh, there were people inside, part of uh, Pence's staff said they've never seen him so angry. It was a total, complete betrayal of Pence. And this is who Donald Trump is. Either you're with me or you're against me. If you don't accept the fact this was a fraudulent vote and uh, push that fact, even today, even next week, then you are my enemy. And I will make sure, uh, well, consequences. I'll make sure politically you die. I mean, the threat of death, political death, I want to make that very clear, uh, is upon you if you don't back up uh, my insane concept uh, that I, and this is the president speaking, won the election and it was stolen from me. I mean, you don't want to get on this guy's bad side, which is why you're having so many of these Republican House members are going to vote against the impeachment. And do not say, will not say that the president caused all this, that the president instigated it. God help them if they say that. You've got three senators so far, and I think six House members, we're talking about Republicans, that are willing to go that way. Some uh, horrific numbers on the pandemic. Uh, yesterday, 4,400 deaths in the United States, uh, a record uh, actually, a, a sh- earth-shattering record or American-shattering record, and uh, you know our deaths are over three hundred eighty thousand. And all of the uh, models that were created and were supplied by University of Washington—that's really where we look at for the models. Uh, the worst-case scenarios were past those; we're beating those. And by February, we're going to be looking at over 5,000 cases uh, or 5,500 cases. So this COVID uh, pandemic, and it's definitely one of the worst plagues in history, but it's about number 10. And I want to give you a little history of uh, plagues. And when you think about where this could go uh, and it's not going to go, At least that part of it is a silver lining. Now, obviously, it's not as bad as the 1918 flu pandemic uh, where uh, and between what, 30, 50 million people uh, ended up dying. uh, But there were no antibiotics. 
there were no ventilators the way we know it. The uh, hospital protocol was nothing like we have today. Uh, but considering 30 to 50 million deaths with a population of 2 billion people in the world relative to today at about 8 billion people. And when you have, you compare this to the Black Death, the bubonic plague that hit in uh, the 14th century, okay, that one uh, was uh, a third of the world. And when you think about uh, the number of people who got it and didn't survive, that's about half. It was a 50% mortality rate at best. And uh, then the population of the world was at about 400 million. So if you take those numbers and compare them, uh, if that if the pandemic were to be at that level, uh, you'd see 2 billion people dead. And whoa. So, uh, but the ranking of the worst plagues and the counting is almost impossible. Uh, some of the worst plagues, you know, for example, the plague that's uh, that the Europeans brought over, the measles, et cetera, that hit the Native Americans. Uh, well, there wasn't much writing being done. These are written cultures or death records. So uh, we really don't know about it. So we're now stuck. And uh, the uh, the issue of this plague uh, and it's uh, much faster to spread because we have airplanes uh, now. Uh, we have people traveling like we never tra- traveled before. But when you talk about what happened in Europe, the transmission rate, and they didn't understand that it was an airborne disease. So there was no such thing as social distancing, for example. Now, after someone got the disease and people died, uh, they then would, you talk about quarantine, they'd lock people into their homes. I mean, hammer the door shut, and whoever died in the house, fine. And the only way to get rid of them, the family members would throw those people, the dead uh, family members, out on the street. And then you had uh, people uh, whose job was to pick up dead people and take them to uh, the cemetery. And if you go to London, for example, um, and I think Hampstead Heath is one of the suburbs of uh, London, uh, probably half of Hampstead Heath uh, are cemeteries uh, or one huge cemetery where hundreds of thousands, uh, they figure, of people were buried. And so we really don't know uh, the, the numbers. We're only guessing And when we look at other pandemics uh, uh, during the 20th century, right, you have HIV AIDS uh, estimated to have killed around 35 million people. And it was uh, it it was not insect born. uh, It was not airborne. uh, It had to do with bodily fluids being exchanged. And so even with that, the spread was uh, astounding. And also keep in mind that. uh, that drugs were developed to, if not cure, simply control. So it become a, became a chronic uh, illness, a chronic disease that the prognosis today is uh, effectively, uh, it's a full-life prognosis. And originally, remember it was a death knell. If someone uh, developed HIV and then AIDS, and we go back to the 80s when it was uh, first uh, really discovered, uh, it was it was a death sentence. Those days are gone. Good treatment now exists. And we have had other uh, influenza up outbreaks. 
uh, and they've been around. The 1918 one, uh, of course, also uh, there was the 1890 flu, the 1956-58 flu. Uh, incidentally, uh, two of those uh, believed to have originated in China uh, and Hong Kong. So how bad is this? Well, imagine how bad it can be because we have modern science for one thing and look what science has been able to do. And that is create a vaccine with 95% efficacy rate and do it in about 10 months. That never existed before. And that is, uh, as we look at the number of deaths uh, around the world and the United States, which are simply horrific, with the United States being the most. I mean, the U.S. is responsible for or has 25% of the total cases in the world with 4% of the population. But that's the silver lining. That's why this pandemic is number 10 as we know it. Now, uh, Another silver lining, if you will, of the pandemic, we're finding slivers of silver lining here. And I've got another one I want to bring to the table. And this is going to be very long term. First of all, the uh, the Zoom conferences, uh, the work done at home where you don't have to travel, where you can get a lot more done. Uh, my friend uh, Savile up in uh, Las Vegas, uh, his contacts with his uh, customers uh, he used to have to go there or they'd come to uh, the office. Now he can do four of them a day uh, with people from all over the country. I mean, that's uh, it is so much more efficient to uh, do your work, meetings, et cetera, on the on Zoom or um, on Teams or whatever. And uh, so that's the good part. Now the negative part, uh, hospitality industry has been wiped out uh, and they're not going to be doing that by Zoom. You don't go to a, you're certainly not going to go to vacation by Zoom. Uh, but uh, what you are going to do is be able and you are able to attend concerts, book signings, film festivals, speaking engagements via the Internet online. And that has exploded uh, not only the business model itself, but the number of people that can attend. Uh, Sundance, uh, the film festival, or any film festival. You go, you have to be there in person, you buy the tickets, uh, you go to a film, and uh, then whatever, the Q&A with the directors, etc. And how many can you go to? Two, three films? Well, imagine if you can do it online. And you see the films, and of course now with uh, modern TVs and sound bars, etc., and the size of the TVs, the quality is insane. And I'd rather watch at home than in a movie theater any time of the any time of the day, uh, because not only can you watch uh, your DVR can record for a period of time, you're good for 24 hours or 12 hours or whatever. And uh, you go to the bathroom, uh, you miss a great part of it, you can replay it. I mean, there's a, a wonderful way of doing it. And so when you have these film festivals that have a limited number of tickets, uh, can you imagine an unlimited number of tickets to be sold? And they can be sold at a fraction of the cost of people actually attending, which means the volume explodes, much like uh, you have uh, these uh, 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 the boxing matches uh, for the titles, world titles. 
right? The actual gate is a tiny fraction of uh, the pay-per-view. Well, that is the model that is being created and will be there for the future. Effectively, when you're looking at uh, uh, film festivals, it's going to be pay-per-view. I don't even think they're going to have them in person. They don't have to book the theaters. They don't have to deal with parking or, well, the hotel people are going to go berserk and the restaurants are going to be hit. But again, there's always two sides, aren't there? Right? You're at home. You're not shopping at the brick and mortar. Uh, the Amazons of the world explode. Uh, FedEx is doing great guns. Uh, at the same time, uh, the brick and mortar stores are dying. Uh, it's uh, what this pandemic has done is really created. When we talk about divisiveness, boy, has that happened in the world of business and the Internet combined with a pandemic. It's big stuff. Big news. And uh, this is happening right this moment is uh, that uh, the House of Representatives is voting on whether and the rules on moving forward with the impeachment itself. Uh, and that'll be this afternoon. Uh, the vote will take place. And of course, uh, the impeachment will, in fact, happen. And then once that happens, uh, then there are all kinds of issues. Uh, does, well, of course, uh, well, even uh, does, does Nancy Pelosi turn over the articles of impeachment to the Senate for trial? Uh, does she hold off? Uh, based on the fact that the um, the inauguration is coming uh, next week, next Wednesday. And uh, we know that the impeachment in any trial is going to get in the way of the first 100 days of the Biden administration. So there's a lot of politics involved. And uh, knowing that it's probably going to fail, there is uh, virtually no chance that a vote in the Senate for conviction would ever happen. Uh, what do you do? It's about legacy. Uh, it's about uh, possibly removing the president from ever running again. A lot of moving pieces. But uh, right now, it's to move forward uh, on the actual impeachment allegation, uh, instigating insurrection, uh, which has never happened before in the history of this country. We have a president that's never happened before in the history of this country, uh, ever. Uh, second impeachment, uh, which is going to happen, that's never happened before, uh, being accused of fomenting effectively a rebellion against the United States, which is absolutely what happened. Asking that the election be overturned based on a fraud that never occurred. So I'm looking at the vote right now, and it is going straight down party lines. At this moment, it's 217 in favor of moving forward on the impeachment, all Democrats. Against going forward, 203, uh, there's still 13 votes out there, uh, all Republican. So uh, what this does is prove that the president still has ironclad control of the Republican Party. That there is virtually nothing that he can do will have the Republican Party go against him. And it doesn't matter. It's whatever he asks for. Even to the point of what happened last Wednesday. And we've never seen this before. First of all, we've never seen a president uh, argue that the election was rigged to this extent. Ever. And the Republican Party falling right in line. Yep, it was rigged to, with no evidence. Actually, there was evidence to the other side. The opposite evidence. 
Uh, every time the allegation was made and was brought up 62 times uh, in the courts, uh, the allegations were not only disproved, uh, were not only uh, were not only proved by the uh, Republicans, but they were out out disproved, saying it's not true. Here's why. Here's the evidence. Uh, we've never seen that before. And the leadership of the Republican Party, Kevin Mac- uh, McCarthy, for example, the House Minority Leader, an adamant. Yes, it was rigged. Adamant. Uh, and uh, he is not the president. Uh, uh, Joe Biden has not been elected, would not recognize Joe Biden as the elected president until literally a couple of days ago. Uh, so uh, right now, there it is, party lines. And so we have something that has never, ever happened before. And so the arguments that uh, the Republicans are using is uh, there isn't enough trial. We have to ask witnesses. Uh, We have to bring evidence. A couple of prosecutors have said that. Uh, Witnesses as to what? Whether it happened or not? Right? Tens of millions of people watch it happen. It's like watching something happening at Dodger Stadium in front of 60,000 people. Right there. All videoed. We have to bring witnesses and find out if that actually happened. I mean, it's crazy stuff going on. And I think the hard part here is, um, and I understand this. See, the Democrats voting for uh, impeachment uh, don't have any political uh, fallout. I mean, they're not going to lose seats because they voted for impeachment. Uh, They're not going to lose a political base. But those Republicans who uh, vote for the impeachment process have the ire of Donald Trump whose control is so extraordinary over the Republican Party and his base uh, that, uh, I mean, he could have called for straight-out insurrection. See, I don't think, uh, I didn't, I don't think he called for uh, the storming of the Capitol. I don't think that entered his mind. Uh, I don't think he cares, but I don't think he called for it. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, there's some wiggle room there because uh, this crowd of demonst- demonstrators, and that's a quote, who were uh, following his lead and his instructions to march on the Capitol went way too far. Right? I believe had he called for straight out insurrection, the vast majority of Republicans would still back him up for fear that their election uh, prospects would disappear. I mean, this is crazy stuff. It really is. Um, California is an interesting state. Uh, The rest of the country truly looks at California in many ways for leadership, especially when it comes to social issues. So California decided uh, that uh, the gig economy, uh, the gig workers were really employees and needed the protection of the labor laws. And of course, uh, the, uh, DoorDash and Lyft and Uber, et cetera, uh, fought that like crazy because it changes the bi- uh, business model. So in order to do an end around uh, that position, uh, what they did is they pushed Prop 22. And Prop 22 effectively kept the uh, workers, the employees, if you will, of uh, those companies uh, those uh, internet driving delivery companies, et cetera. Um, I kept them from following under the rules of uh, the employer-employee uh, concept. Independent contractors is what they are, and they're going to remain independent contractors with some give. I mean, the industry gave some uh, rights that uh, the drivers didn't have before. 
And so uh, guess what the drivers are doing? An attorney representing the union, union was allowed, uh, drivers, uh, the union uh, incidentally happens to be, uh, which union it is? It's one of the uh, major unions in uh, California, the SCIU, and they and the ride-hail drivers uh, filed a lawsuit against the state of California saying that Prop 22 uh, is illegal and should be deemed unconstitutional. One of the allegations is the ballot measure grossly deceived the voters because they were not told they were voting to prevent the legislator from granting the drivers collective bargaining rights. I'll tell you why that's not going to fly. Every proposition deceives voters. Uh, It's almost their job, the people that write props, to deceive voters. How often have I said, citizens to cut taxes is really an organization to increase taxes? Citizens for teachers is really against teachers. It's actually the opposite. So that one isn't going to fly. And then there is an issue as to uh, the proposition system itself that under these circumstances, um, uh, the courts has to go forward with this. And it's a little technical in that uh, this should have been done by constitutional amendment versus a proposition that simply put the law on the books. And uh, that ain't going to fly either. Uh, Why? Because the courts are very leery to get involved in what propositions are and that both uh, create new law and amend the Constitution. Incidentally, no one knows what the Constitution of California is even like, because we can put uh, amendments in the Constitution, and we do every single election cycle. Look at the U.S. Constitution. How many pages is it? I don't know, eight, seven, eight pages, maybe, including the amendments? Not even, maybe five pages. California Constitution? Over 500 pages. There are amendments that amend amendments that amend other amendments. Four pages? Terrific. Uh, That amend other amendments. People don't even know uh, what the law is currently and how it distinguishes itself. So you're not going to see this fail. Uh, This is going to stay in effect. Prop 22 is going to be here. Uh, The drivers are independent contractors with some benefits that Prop 22 allowed. And this was the most expensive prop that has ever been brought up in the state of California. All paid for by Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and uh, other gig employers. Although you can't call them employers because they're not employees, because the drivers are not not employees. So therefore... It's all an independent contract relationship and uh, the argument that uh, uh, the gig, uh, the companies argued is we're not, we don't hire anybody. We're a platform. It's a, we're a dating platform effectively where we put drivers and passengers together. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right. Anyway, let's move away from politics for a moment and move into something that's uh, fun. Clark Howard, uh, who is always a lot of fun. Uh, good morning, Clark. Good morning, Bill. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting day. Yeah, I um, know. I, I mean, you start off with that, and it's like, wow. I mean, well, it, it's happening as we speak. I know. I mean, it, think about last week was incomprehensible while it was going on. Watch, wasn't it? it? Uh, it's like it was. We've never, we've never seen this. Well, no one's ever seen this in the history of the United States. So uh, you, you shake your head, and we're living through it. And uh, historians will be writing about uh, last Wednesday as long as the United States uh, exists. Uh, and so let's move over. And by the way, the vote is being taken right now as we speak. Uh, let uh, the how as the rules of impeachment. Let's uh, move into the Clark Howard land and uh, talk about what Clark is truly an expert uh, about. Uh, Let's talk about the second stimulus check coming up uh, by Friday's uh, deadline. And what if you don't get it? What do you do? Yeah. So unfortunately, a lot of people aren't going to get it because of clerical errors at the IRS or obsolete records at the IRS. And the millions and millions of people who are due the money doesn't mean you lose the money. It just means you getting the money is delayed. So if you're someone who has not seen the money direct deposit yet, uh, that's not good. Go to irs.gov and right at irs.gov, you'll see in the upper left-hand corner, the first item you can click on is about your stimulus money. And you click there and it takes you to a get my payment tool. You put in your information and they'll tell you Right there, your money's lost in space. They don't know how to send you your money, or they think they sent it to you. And so you'll know from that, it's like a decision tree. They'll take you through from that what you might be able to do to try to score the money quickly, um, maybe not by this Friday, but very soon. Otherwise, If you file your return quickly for last year, as soon as you have your W-2 or any other pertinent tax documents, you file your tax return for last year, you then claim it on your tax return. There are people who never got the original one bill from last spring. And are they eligible or is that just over? Yes, that money's not lost. That money and the money from this uh, stimulus payment you can claim them on your tax return, which you file for last year, which you can start filing in the next, oh, like 10 days or so. Now, how do you claim that uh, as uh, just part of your refund? You no, there's, there's, a, there's lines on the tax return for this year on both the simple form and the more complicated one that you claim for your stimulus. So there's another group of people who also use that. 
let's say someone was deemed ineligible for stimulus payments because the IRS relying on data from 2018 or 2019 determined they felt you made too much money. So in that case, they didn't send you the money. But when you file your return coming up, you know, January, February, March, April, whenever you file, when you file the return that shows that you made an eligible amount of money in 2020 to qualify for the stimulus, you still get that money. They want to give you the money. They want this money flooding the economy, particularly the most recent jobs reports were very, very poor. And so the economy has gone into another slowdown. I don't know that we'd call it anything close to an official recession. That's that's not the issue. The reality is the issue is there are people who were working who suddenly aren't working again. And so we've got to get the economy going again. The best way to do so is to get those shots slapped in people's arms. Have you gotten yeah, one course. yet? No, I'm, you know, no. Have you gotten yours? No, I've tried. I can't get one yet. I haven't uh, been able to find any place to get one. Uh, yeah, no, you, I, you can't. We can't. Uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's almost impossible to get one uh, in. Uh, well, I have a, an anecdotal story, but it's going to take way too long. So, but you gr- know, that's the real key, Bill. I mean, you know, all this is just a bandaid on an open wound. The reality is the recovery comes. Once people are able to get out and willing to get out and do normal activity, which won't happen till we get enough shots and enough arms and we'll get it done. I mean, the rollout has been terribly, terribly handled uh, across yeah. the United States. And that is the real holdback on true economic recovery. For sure. And I know this is completely off topic, but I don't yeah. know if you saw the Israel Yes, I, I did a story a on that. They got citizens. Yes, yes. I mean, I, we talked about that last week. And then one quick one about uh, the vaccines. What do damp- uh, double amputees do? <laughs> really? <laughs> you really said that? With uh, deals <laughs> of the week. Clark, let's go through it. I just throw it at you and then say, okay, we're out of time. All right. Well, Bill, I got to tell you, the first one is one you and I would never gravitate to. And it is the most clicked on deal at Clark Deals last couple of days. Marital aids. <laughs> Perfect. Bath and Body Works is doing a, a midwinter clearance that things are up to 75% off. And obviously not everything's 75% off, but a huge number of items are heavily marked down. And if you go to our link on Clark Deals and click, you'll see the clearance items and people are happy with what they're seeing and they're buying. And I don't think they sell those marital aids you were talking actually, about. Actually, well, I'm sure they do somewhere, but I, I, actually, I love their soaps, uh, incidentally. Uh, that's, uh, it actually is a store that I like. You know, and the soaps are pretty expensive. They can go four to six dollars a bar. So seventy five percent off. You don't really do that, do you? I, well, I, yeah, no, no. I really like their soap. I usually get them as gifts and gift baskets, uh, or someone around here at the station gets them, and I just steal them uh, from the gift basket. Uh, but I really like uh, their soaps. My wife right. has banned me from buying soap because bar soap because there was a sale at a chain that is back east called Ollie's Bargain Outlet. And they had clearance uh, zest soap, and I bought enough zest that apparently she did the math will last for the next twelve years. So I'm Fabulous. totally banned from. But the bars of soap were like eighteen cents each, so a little oh, different you than your multiple dollar bars of soap. Yes. 
Um, next item is for the roughly more than half of people, I guess 60%, who use an Android. For people that are looking for a deal coming up Friday, B&H Photo is going to have the OnePlus Nord N100. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, the OnePlus brand, if you're not familiar with it, Bill, is a brand that has really, really well-featured cell phones that they put out there for a fraction of the cost of other companies. And for 179 bucks, you get a phone with a 6.5-inch screen, multiple cameras, a multi-day battery. It's a 5,000 milliamp battery, which is a giant battery. And $179 is great for a phone that works on all the networks in the U.S. So that's a steal for Android users looking for a bargain. Next deal is for a spare pair of prescription glasses. Zenni Optical has a selection of glasses you can get for $6.95. Frames, lenses, any reflective, complete. You just pay shipping charges of just a few bucks. But $6.95. How do they do that, Clark? Clark, how do they do that? Massive automation and huge production. And uh, Zenni has become a, a big volume producer of glasses in the United States. There are people who use Zenni as a primary, but most people use it for spare pair. So, you know, you break your glasses, you lose your glasses, you still have a pair that for just a few bucks. Now, the, the frames you get on the $6.95 glasses... Um, they're the kind, a lot of them are not the most stylish frames. Um, so that's why I talk about these as being for spare pair. Um, you got no more comments about that, do you? No, you, I, you know, I, you yes, I do. Uh, no, I you? absolutely do. Frames, uh, you know, I've seen frames made of cardboard before and, uh, you know, they don't, <laughs> you just can't go out in the rain. No, these uh, are plastics and metal. All right. It's so one, one more, stylish. Clark, one more deal. Okay, um, you know, there are so many people that have been trying to get Chromebooks for their kids going to school from home, and they've been totally out of supply for so long. They're back in supply. Best Buy, Walmart, and Micro Center all selling Chromebooks now for under 200 bucks, and I've got links to those deals on Clark Deals. All right, all of that coming up. So it's ClarkDeals.com. Uh, our deals, effectively deals of the day, deals of the week, and a lot of them. We clearly don't have time to, uh, you know, go through them. And then Clark.com, uh, the uh, general website. And you really spend 4 5 or $6 on No, no, I don't. So. I mean, well, no, no, I actually don't, but I've gotten them as gifts before. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I get so you're gift You're backpedaling bas- now. No, no, it's true. No, I said that earlier. Well, I okay. said that earlier, and I said I would buy them at 75% off. So Clark, I just became, you see, you're just not used to me. You're not used to me doing a Clark Howard. Uh, And that's, and that's what I did this morning. All right, my friend, uh, we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Always good stuff. Say hi to Lane and uh, the whole crowd. All right. Have a great day. You too. This is KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.